So I was preaching down in a church near Salisbury the other week, and the pastor introduced me uh, as Will from Wales and announced that I had brought the rain with me. So I, I held up my hands and apologized, and half the congregation shouted, no, 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 it's a good thing. Some of us are farmers, and we're desperately in need of this rain. And I was like, oh, that's all right then. That's a bit of a, bit of a relief. Um, and it's true, isn't it? There's so much of, of farming and food production that we maybe think about today because it's harvest service, isn't it? It's, it's reliant on the weather. You're at the mercy of the weather. Is there enough sun? Is there enough rain? Is it going to be too cold? Is there going to be frost? And that, all that stuff is totally out of our control, isn't it? Despite, you know, is it was the Avengers film back with uh, Sean Connery where they, he, he was a bad guy and he, he tried to control the weather. No? It's like, it's like, you can't do that, can you? No, you've never seen it. All right, never mind. I'll move on. But you can't control the weather. It's totally out of our control, isn't it? And the question I want you to think about this morning is, when you feel out of control, when your back's against the wall and when you're faced with circumstances that are too big or too great or too devastating for you to face, where does your help come from? Where do you turn? At harvest time, isn't it, we we think about gratitude and and thankfulness and and food, obviously. I love my food. Traditionally, we thank God for supplying our needs, isn't it? For giving us the food that we, we need to make it through the winter. You know, as a kid, I remember bringing tins. Do you know that? Tins to school or tins to the church, isn't it, for harvest? But in, in, a, in a time of life where we're so uh, used to being in control, isn't it? And, and when food seems so uh, readily available, as Mark said, isn't it? At supermarkets, you can pop to Aldi and get the, the reduced stuff if you want. Or, you know, go to, go to Sainsbury's if you're posh. And, you know, or just nip to the McDonald's, isn't it? It's open 24 hours a day. Whenever you want. With, with that kind of lifestyle that we live, we aren't always as thankful as we might be, are we? Because it's so easy. Until the, the war in the Ukraine and, and the post-COVID ch- supply chain issues made things difficult, many of us never even thought about the fact that where our food comes from, maybe. Or consider it might not be available. Today's world seems a far cry, doesn't it, from World War II rationing, as some of you might remember, or have heard about. Even if some of us are, are worrying about being able to afford food this winter with the cost of living rising, it's far from our minds often, isn't it? And, and whilst the greater availability of food is definitely a good thing, isn't it? Maybe not for all of us, but on the whole... All the comfort and, and relative ease means we're less mindful and, and less grateful, isn't it, than previous generations. We don't feel that same sharp sense of the need for God, the need for God to provide the right weather, or whatever it is. Despite our more removed appreciation of food, maybe, and all the things that we buy and rely on, are so easy and, and it's, you know, we've Clothes are so replaceable now, isn't it? It's all, and electronics are still cheap and just breaks. You don't repair stuff anymore, do we? You just buy new stuff, half of us. With all that going on, we are nonetheless, we have, we have much to be thankful for. And whether we realize it or not, we're all dependent on the kindness 
and provision of God this morning. The greengrocer, the, the burger flipper, the, the baker, the chip shop server, they're all masks of God. They're all people who God uses to show his love and care and provision for us. Whether you to- totally realize it or not, we're all at the mercy of God. And when things like the pandemic and, and the war disrupts our usual, you know, the usual flow of events or whatever, it makes us realize, aren't we, that we're not quite as in control as we would like. We're all at the mercy of God and we all have what he's granted to us. Just like the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. It's the living God who provides all we need. Who through different means cares for us all. The Bible teaches that God is real. This morning, he is real. And he's in charge of the universe, of everything. And most amazingly, the God who is real and who made everything and who is in charge of everything, can be known. You can know the living God. It's the living God that we need, and it's the living God that you can know for yourself. Now, this, uh, recently I was taking a really tricky and, uh, and tragic funeral of a man who'd taken his own life. Uh, his family circumstances were difficult growing up, and uh, he was estranged from his family, from his mother and brother, and he had a number of burdens and stresses, and, uh, and his wife and him had had another argument, as they often had, and as she'd done previously, she'd kicked him out of the house. And this time, though, however, while sleeping in a tent in the fields not far from his house, not far from here, he took an overdose. And the family, who hadn't spoken to their brother or their son for years, blamed his widow, and she blamed the family, and people were understandably hurt and angry with each other, angry with a man who took his own life, angry with themselves, angry with each other. And with so many mixed emotions and, and people who were so far from the hope of Jesus and had so little contact with church, what, what do you say in that situation? What do you say? Well, I said that there are times when we're thankful, but we aren't sure who to thank. There are times when we're angry, but we don't know who to be angry with. Times when we have questions, but we don't know who has the answers. Uh, so times like that, isn't it? When we, people do that, don't they? They shake their fists at the sky. I've seen it, isn't it? Or you, you, you look up for, for the answers. Maybe you can relate to that this morning. You have cares, but you don't know if anyone cares enough to listen. You are thankful, but you're not sure who to thank. The Bible says that we can cast all our cares on the Lord, for he cares for us. It's God we need to be thanking. It's God who we can bring all our worries and burdens to. It's God we need to be looking to for forgiveness from. That's what the author of this psalm declares, isn't it, in in verse 1 and 2, on his pilgrimage to Jerusalem, as he goes up to the temple. He lifts his eyes to the hills, to the heavens. Where does his help come from? When you're out in the dark, when life feels like a wilderness, when you're traveling through this life and you feel alone, when your crops are going to fail, when your back's against the wall, when you can't put food on the table, when your husband or your uh, 
your brothers are staying at home to defend your, your country from invasion while you flee, where do you turn? Where do you turn? Where does your life, where does your help come from? When life feels totally out of control, where do you turn? To whom can you turn? When the long, hard days under the sun with toil and tiredness sap your strength and when the long, dark nights of the soul where not even the glow of the moon can relieve the darkness that grips you, where do you turn? Whom can you find to help you? I don't know about you, but the times I pray the most is when I'm ill. <laughs> my, uh, my friend used to say that he had, when he had a stomach bug, he was spending time on the bathroom floor talking to God on the big white phone. Because you kind of, it's like, you know, you're, you're kind of being sick, aren't you? And when you're not being sick, you're like mumbling, Lord, please help me. Please make it stop, isn't it? And as a big strapping bloke, I, I used to work as a doorman in a nightclub, so I used to fight people for a living. I think, you know, on the whole, I feel like a bit of a, you know, I'm quite a manly man. But I'm like a little child, a massive wimp. When I, I, I never get a cold. It's always man flu, as my wife will tell you. You know, so, oh, Lord, please make it stop. Isn't it? So, so often, so, when we hear we pray, isn't it? But it's in our times of weakness and vulnerability, isn't it, that, that we are forced to turn to someone outside of ourselves. However that might manifest itself, isn't it? That vulnerability, that weakness. That's when we cry out to God. That's when we need to cry out to God. On a more serious note, isn't it, when, when your children are poorly in hospital... We're all hooked up to tubes and wires. All you can do is pray, isn't it? Or when your wife is scared and struggling in labour and the one thing that's worse than holding a hand the wrong way is not holding a hand at all. You pray, don't you? You look to God for help. Because you're out of your depth. You're out of control. When we have burdens that are too enormous to bear guilt and strife, so complex and deep-seated that we can see no way out. When just like that conflicted and grieving family I took for the funeral for, the platitudes and, and, and positive thinking, and, and some of you might watch Instagram reels, you know, or TikTok, don't watch TikTok, it's nonsense, but it's all this kind of positive thinking, you know, be the best version of you and don't let things get you down. But that's no good, is it? That's no good when... When times are really tough and you don't know what to do. No amount of, there's, there's no comfort there. There's no, no amount of soul searching will bring you the answers you seek. Unfortunately, Disney lied to you. Your heart doesn't hold the secret. Where can you go? What can we do? Who can help us? Well, you need to go to the maker of heaven and earth. The sustainer of all things. That's what it says, isn't it? That's where his help comes from. Sometimes only when a miracle will do, you need to look to the God of miracles, isn't it? This morning, if you feel out of control, if you are out of your depth, if your despair is your constant companion, I want you to know that you can look to your maker and sustainer. That God is real and you can come to him through Jesus, and he will hear you and he will help you. Even when you feel out of control, God is not out of control. 
I love that. He, he doesn't slumber or sleep. He, he's not sleeping on the job. You know, it's like, it's like that. I, I've found that sometimes, being a parent. I mean, my wife's, you know, she, maybe she's, she's, oh, oh, she's off doing the shopping or out somewhere, and I'm, it's, uh, daddy daycare, I'm in charge. Saturday afternoon. Saturday's like the longest day of the, day of the, the week when you're in charge of the kids, isn't it? You know, and you know, we're there watching something on the TV, you know, film or something, and, and all of a sudden, I, you know, I'm, you know, relaxing, it's fine. Obviously, I've fallen asleep. And the next thing I know, the kids are shouting and screaming and trying to shake me awake, trying to get my attention. You know, there's been an someone spilt the squash or the baby's gone out the front door or wherever it is. That didn't happen. But God's not like that. He's not asleep on the job. He's never caught napping. He, he's got you. He is ready and willing and able. The maker of the universe. Now maybe, now, maybe you aren't overwhelmed with trouble this morning. Maybe your circumstances aren't dire. Maybe you don't feel the need to ask God for help with much, to be honest. Or anything, maybe. Maybe life's going well for you. But the Bible tells us that we all face one challenge that we cannot escape. You all have one enemy that is too great for any one of us. The truth is that while God will hear your cries, and he is able and powerful, if you trust Jesus, he doesn't rescue us from all circumstances. He allows us to go through trials and troubles to, to bring us closer to him and to strengthen us and equip us. People who trust him. But there is a guarantee that he will rescue you from the greatest danger we face. The realest of our enemies which is death and the grave and hell. Death is a reality we all have to face, isn't it? That has been brought to the forefront of our minds, isn't it, with the pandemic and, and the war in Europe once again. And, and we tend to try and hide from it, don't we? To bury our head in the sand about it. We don't want to talk about it or, or think about it. It's, you know, I was listening to a program on the radio, they're saying that death is the big taboo of our time. And I get it. I get it. Without Jesus, death is terrifying. The, the, the grave is overwhelming, isn't it? Grief is too much. And hell is all too real. Who can save us from death? It comes to us all, doesn't it? Who can rescue us from the hell we feel inside, which is just a taste of the hell we face for eternity? Where will your help come from? The good news this morning is that you can look to Jesus, the maker of heaven and earth, the redeemer, the keeper of Israel, the one, he who, over and over again, he who keeps you, he who keeps you is the is the what's used. He, is, he who keeps you has come to conquer death and hell for you. The Lord Jesus, the maker and sustainer of the universe, the one who stretched out his hands to lay out the stars and the sky had his hand stretched out and nailed to a rough wooden cross and took the wrath of God that we all deserve. That hell that we feel inside, he took it on himself. He literally went through hell so that we don't have to, so that you don't have to if you will trust him. You see, the Bible doesn't promise to protect you from 
all trials in this life. There's a guarantee he'll protect you if you look to him from all evil, from ultimate evil. He will keep your soul, he will keep your life. That's what it says in verse 7, isn't it? Over and over in this psalm, we are reminded that Jesus will keep us if we trust in him. He is, he is called the one who keeps us. And he will keep you if you look to him. You, you cannot save your soul. And you know it, don't you? You know it. But Jesus can. He can keep you. He can save you from all evil. Which means that he can save you from yourself. And that's the most terrifying part, isn't it? It's who's going to save me from me? When we've made those same mistakes again. When we've thrown those things, thrown our, our relationships away again. When we've said those words that we can't get back again. Only Jesus can save us from ourselves. And, and many of us have those dark moments of the soul, don't we? When we see and feel the real darkness in our hearts. The truth of who we really are. When we, when we see the hurt that we cause or... We see the ugliness of what lies within us, the cruel words, the, the, the flare of the temper, the, the selfishness, whatever it is, when you yourself are out of control, when you're the problem, where do you turn then? This morning, where does your help come from? Who are you going to turn to? When you've come to the end of yourself, who will save you? Who can keep you from the abyss? Friends, the good news this morning is that the Lord Jesus, the maker of heaven and earth, can be called upon. Call on him. He, he won't let you down. He, he won't leave you lost. He will keep you. He will protect you from the evil one, from the lies that we tell ourselves and believe. He can redeem you and rescue you from yourself. There is help for you this morning. There is hope for you this morning in Jesus. Whether you feel overwhelmed with gratitude and don't know who to thank or whether you're overcome with burdens, there is one you can talk to, one you can rely on. There is one you can appeal to. Don't despair when you feel overwhelmed or when you feel surrounded by sorrows, when your sin threatens to swallow you up. Look to the one who can keep you from eternal harm and save you from death, hell, and the grave. Friends, all our help comes from the Lord. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He is the one who keeps our souls. He is our redeemer, if you will trust in Jesus. He will carry us in the heat of the battle in those long and hard days, and he will guard us in the long nights of the soul. Whether you're in need of help or, or looking for one to be thankful to, come to Jesus and know him for yourself. Where does your help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. When I was lost in sin, when, when my grandmother was dying of bone cancer, when my parents split up, when my sister was in rehab, when I've not been able to make ends meet, when I've been afraid in work and when I've been afraid for my life, when my friends have died, when my children have been ill, when my help 
has come from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And it's not that once you've trusted Jesus, life becomes easy or there is never any hardship or trial, suffering or or sorrow. Ask any believer here this morning and they will tell you that life is hard. But life is hard and the night is dark for everyone. And you can either walk through those valleys on your own without hope and without help or you can know the God's of the universe who sent his son to die in our place as your friend and your keeper your saviour, your redeemer whose ear you have who loves you and has a plan for you in the trials of life where does your help come from when your back's against the wall where can you turn Friends, you can always turn to Jesus and call on his name. And he will keep you now and forever. In this life and the next. Look to Jesus and heaven is your home. Eternal life begins now, but having our future fixed in heaven makes the dark times of this world bearable and beatable. Jesus is our only hope. Is he yours? Will you and can you turn to him? Call on his name. Lift your eyes to heaven and put your trust in Jesus, the maker of heaven and earth, who's come to die for his people.